What's up, guys? Welcome back to another edition of 101 Sports and Cards. As always, I'm your host, Nathan Holloway, and with me, as always, Jerry Dresch. Yo! So, first up, some big NFL news came out this week. Of course, yesterday, Aaron Rodgers. Did he bid his farewell to Green Bay with his Instagram post? He, he went on the Pat McAfee show, had 124,000 viewers, because he was supposed to make his decision yesterday with the franchise tag deadline starting where you can franchise tag players and of course Devonte is one of them with green bay but he put on instagram a post that thanked basically everybody from the packers organization throughout his career he said that it was just because he's been like 12 days like getting his head right and everything and that he hasn't made a decision but i believe this is his farewell to green bay do you believe so yeah i mean he's already stated before the season started he doesn't want to be there no more so what would change his mind that he doesn't want to stay? I just wish I, I was watching first take this morning, and I agree wholeheartedly with what Stephen A. said. With all this, I get just just I'm tired of hearing about Aaron Rodgers. Just pick pick a team that you want to go to, or say I'm staying with Green Bay, or retire. Do whatever you want to do. Well, like Stephen A. said, this is fine when you're a champion. Yeah, but this dude has not been in a Super Bowl in 11 years. In that time span, he's seen 11 different quarterbacks raise a Lombardi trophy, including Tom Brady, multiple times. He hasn't even been to the Super Bowl. He hasn't even been at the NFC Championship game. He's lost every one. He's 0-4 in 11 years. So, Aaron, just just do something. Stop drawing it out. Yes. like Everybody's tired of it, and I know Green Bay's tired of it because they have a lot of free agency stuff to do to get under the cap space. So, just... Just say you're staying or demand a trade. Or retire. Yeah, or retire. I don't see him retire. No. Another big thing, Mel Kuyper Jr.'s mock draft released a few weeks ago. With number one, the Jags, he has them taking Aiden Hutchinson, the defensive lineman out of Michigan. Number two, the Lions, Kayvon Thibodeau, defensive lineman out of Oregon. The Texans getting much-needed offensive line help with Evan Neal. The Jets take the first safety of the draft, Kyle Hamilton. The Giants have the fifth and seventh picks. They have them taking an offensive tackle, Akeem Ikwanu, and linebacker David Ajabo, which would be huge for the Giants. I mean, they could use just about everything. Besides quarterback, Danny Dimes is elite. Number six. (laughs) Come on, Danny Dimes is good. I can't believe you'd say that. He's good. Number six, Panthers taking offensive tackle Charles Cross. The Falcons at number eight taking cornerback Derek Stingley. The Broncos, surprisingly, taking a linebacker, Nicobe Dean, out of Alabama, who was, in my opinion, the best linebacker in this draft. It's kind of surprising that they wouldn't take a quarterback unless he believes that they – I mean, they're in the running for Aaron. So if they get Aaron, they don't really need a quarterback. But number 10, this this is the biggest surprise for me. Wide receiver Drake London. I don't believe he's the best wide receiver. I believe the best wide receiver is actually Chris Olave from Ohio State, who he has the Eagles taking at 19, which would actually be a good pick for the Eagles because they've had some pretty bad wide receiver drafts over the last three to four years. I mean, the only guy they've really hit on was Devontae Smith, but, of course, they passed up on Justin Jefferson, passed up on DK Metcalf, and instead they took J.J. Arcega-Whiteside and Jalen Ritter. And we've seen how that's worked out. The first quarterback that he has a team taking is number 11, the Washington Commanders taking quarterback out of Liberty, Malik Willis. 
Tyler Linderbaum, the best center in the draft, going to the Ravens at 14. Kenny Pickett going to the Saints. I thought that was very interesting with them having Taysom Hill, Jameis, they could resign, and of course Ian Book. Yeah. So to get another quarterback, I wouldn't give up on Ian Book. No. That fast. I mean, he's had one game. And he didn't look terrible. His defense just failed him. And Kenny Pickett, I mean, he was he was good in college, but he didn't play for a very good team. I mean, Pitt wasn't that good. I think they were in the top 25 at the end of the year, but they played no competition. I believe they are in the same uh, conference as Clemson, yeah. and Clemson was trash last year. So Then the Steelers has them taking Matt Coral, and, of course, the Rams pick going to the Lions due to the Stafford trade. They have them taking Sam Howell at 32 overall. Is there anything that you would change in this draft, maybe in the top, like, 10, possibly, like, a quarterback being taken? Because, I mean, out of them top 10 teams, I mean, Jags don't really need one. The Lions do. I mean, unless they want to roll with Jared Goff. I mean, Jared Goff showed some – he didn't do bad at the end of the year. I feel like for the Lions, though, you don't want a guy that's that old. Yeah. Just get a young guy. Your whole team's young. I agree with not taking one second overall, though. Yeah. I mean, this quarterback class isn't the – Best, yeah. I mean, there's some solid players in it, but I wouldn't expect them to be. I mean, maybe maybe they'll surprise some people and become like one of the greatest of all time. I don't I don't see it happening. But I mean, other guys, the Giants could take a quarterback. I don't think they do. You do because you don't think Danny Dimes is that good. The Panthers at six, they need a quarterback. I mean, the only guy they have signed right now, is Sam Darnold, and we saw how. That turned out. I mean, he started I, off the yield great. I was big on Sam Darnold. I thought him changing. I mean, the Jets system is just terrible. <laughs> him coming to the Panthers, better system under Matt Rule, but it didn't work out no. at all. Another, the Falcons, they could take quarterback. Matt Ryan's getting up there in age. I mean, they got Felipe Franks last year, but we saw him play, and his first career pass was a pick. Not, not the best start, but I mean, another Falcons. Quarterback that became one of the greatest of all time, Brett Favre. His first pass was pick six, so maybe full. I'm not comparing Felipe Franks to Brett Favre, <laughs> but hey, you never know. And of course, the Broncos could take a quarterback at nine, unless they get Aaron. So, would you change any of them? Not really. Like I said, I don't really know a lot about college football, but I know who some of these guys are. But this isn't really my cup of tea right here. Is the college stuff? That's more you. So, I mean, I know who Aiden Hutchinson is. I know he's pretty pretty damn good. I know Kenny Pickett was a pretty good QB. What I would change, I would have Kayvon Thibodeau go over Aiden Hutchinson. I know they're they're both probably equally as good, but I'm taking Kayvon. Dude's a beast. I mean, he was one of the only reasons Oregon was even well of it. Yeah, I mean, since they got rid of, since well, they didn't get rid of him, but since Herbert left in the draft, Oregon really hasn't been a solid powerhouse team. The other one that I would change is Chris Olave. I believe he should be the first wide receiver off the board. And for the quarterbacks, that's tough. I mean, Sam Howell, uh, I believe he tore something, tore his ACL, did something. Maybe that one's Sam Howell. I think it might have been. It's either Sam Howell or Matt Coral. I don't really know. They both play for not very good teams. So one of them did something. Should be good for the draft. Should be good for next season. But. I do, I do really like Malik Willis going to Washington. Of course, Washington's in the running right now for uh, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, all of them. But if they aren't able to get a trade by the time the draft comes around, Malik Willis would be a solid fit for them. I also like Kenny Pickett. I, I'm 
kind of surprised he has Kenny Pickett going to the Saints. Like I said before, I could see him <laughs> falling to, I mean, the Steelers. He went to Pitt. Yeah. So it'd be State perfect local. for the Steelers. But, I mean, of course, the Steelers came out. and they said Mason Rudolph is going to yeah. be a starter. And Mason, I'm sorry to say, Mason Rudolph's not a starter. I'd much rather Dwayne Haskins. You know what Mason Rudolph is known for? Getting hit in the head by Miles Garrett. Yes, getting his helmet ripped off and just getting bludgeoned in the head by his own helmet by Miles Garrett. Other than that, I, nobody in this world can tell you his stats. I mean, his stats are terrible. I mean, the the only game he started this year was because Big Ben was out with uh, COVID. Yeah, was against the Lions, and that gave the Lions a tie. Like they tied. So, clearly he's not, if if he's their starting quarterback, they are going to finish last in the division. Yes, over the Browns. I mean, Baker Mayfield's going to play better than Mason <laughs> I, I Rudolph. I don't know about that. So, <laughs> I, I think they'll, I mean, honestly, they've been looking at Matt Coral. I'd rather have Kenny Pickett. I do like Matt Coral though, at Ole Miss. Pretty good. Sam Howell, of course, from uh, UNC. Solid player. And to the to the Lions falling to thirty two. I mean, if they're able to get a quarterback late first round, early second round, I mean, all power to them. That has maybe maybe he sits under Jared Goff for a year. Maybe you trade Jared Goff. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of teams that need a quarterback that might not be able to get one in the draft. That was veteran quarterback too. And I mean, Jared Goff's proved he he led the Rams to a Super Bowl. Yeah. So you can't just say everything that Jared Goff. He's with the Lions right now. Yeah. I mean, the Lions are just. They have, they have a high upside, though. They have a high upside. they got a lot of good young players. That's if everything comes together, though. True. Moving on to the association. Team LeBron took down Team Durant, 163-160. to 160, One of the best All-Star games I've seen in a while. Of course, LeBron hit the game-winning fadeaway and just an unbelievable shot. But the big, yeah. big story was Steph Curry putting up... The second most points in All-Star history with 50. Of course, Anthony Davis in 2017 at 52. He won the first Kobe MVP award. He hit 16 threes, which would be a single-game record. But, of course, this doesn't count towards regular stats. And, really, there was no defense being played. But to hit 16 threes in a game, and they weren't just they threes. Like, they were like half-court deep. When he hit the one and he was like one step across half-court and it wasn't even all the way yeah. up in the air and he just turned around started running back and it went in, that was that is just disrespect. <laughs> the dude was hot. It, it was, was fun amazing. to watch, though. It was, it, was, it was the best shooting performance I've ever seen. And there's there's been a lot of them by him and his teammate Clay. Yeah. But overall, I mean, the All-Star game, thank God. Was good. That the All-Star game was good. I mean, a lot of guys showed up. A lot of guys that probably didn't expect to play well. DeJounte, yeah. of course, I got to say DeJounte, put up 17 points, 5-5. Five and five. He was really the only one playing defense. I mean, he just takes it to the court, plays defense. LaMelo had a pretty good game. Yeah. I mean, there's DeRozan, Levine, <laughs> all these guys playing great. Giannis, of course. And, of course, Giannis blocking Chris Middleton. His teammate. That was... He did come out and apologize to Chris the next day because he said that he wasn't really paying attention and he just saw a guy cut behind him and he didn't realize it was Chris. I don't know how you could mistake Chris. I mean, but and then he just blocked him and I, Chris goes, "What the hell, Giannis?" He's like, "Oh my bad." But I mean, I love this format. Yeah, of not just seeing the East versus the West. 
was saying all these guys, you could have teammate versus teammate, DeRozan versus Levine. Yeah. You had Giannis versus Middleton. I mean, it's it's just a great format. I'm so glad they did it. And, of course, they finally made it somewhat competitive now. Yeah. With the quarters, whoever wins the quarter, it goes to a charity of their choice. $100,000 goes to charity of their choice. So it actually makes them want to play, play some defense. Yeah. I mean, used to, there, there was no defense being played. Yeah. I mean, absolutely none. I mean, if, if that would have happened now, Curry probably would have put up like 100 points. <laughs> I mean... But other parts of All-Star Weekend, the three-point contest was good. Of course, Cat won. Of course, I was wrong. I said Trey Young had finished last. He finished tied for second with Luke Kennard, who actually had a I great thought, yeah. three-point contest. But Cat putting up 29, which is a second-round record as a big man. He became the second big man, both from the Timberwolves, because Kevin Love won it yeah. back in 2015, I believe. Something like that. So Now we have to think. Is Cat actually the best three-point shooter at the center position? I mean, he's been saying it all week. He's, he's been got, saying it all his career. I mean, I think he's got the potential to be one of the greatest centers of all time. When he just came out of college, I thought he could be one of the greatest centers of ever. ever. But he's on the Timberwolves. So. The Timberwolves are a playoff team right now. Yeah, but only in his career they sucked. I know, it, it was nice seeing Cat with all he's gone through with COVID and his family. It was great to see him out there, happy, just knocking down threes. And kudos to the NBA to let him wear his mom's necklace. Yes, the Cavs, they won the Skills Challenge. Yeah. I didn't really watch the Skills Challenge. I didn't really think it was that fun to watch. It, it was. I, I like the new format of the Skills Challenge with the teams just having to... The, the shot one was okay. I mean, a lot of these guys, I mean... The Antetokounmpo's, they really couldn't shoot that well. I mean, when Giannis is your best shooter yeah. from the brothers, I mean, that's kind of sad. I mean, Giannis has been better with shooting this year, but still. Jared Allen can't really shoot the three. He did make some threes. Evan Mobley, though, to win the skills yeah. challenge with that half-court heave. I mean, his the second shot, his first shot, and it just, Evan Mobley's a stud. But the most underwhelming part of All-Star Week... <laughs> Was the I, I don't I don't know which was worse the dunk contest or the All Star Celebrity Game I don't know because both were equally bad I wanted to gadge my eyes out at how bad it was Hey the when we when we were watching the All Star Celebrity Game of course I had to go home and I, I didn't end up watching the rest of it because there was better things to do than watching them put up like a combined like ten points in the first quarter it ended up being like eighty to yeah. something. So, and there was some really good plays. Yeah. Of course, Miles Ga- Miles Garrett should have just entered the dunk contest. He probably could have won it. <laughs> Obi won it because there's no stopping Obi Toppin. But really, there was no stopping Obi Toppin because as long as you made a dunk in this contest, you were going to win it. Yeah. Because they need to do something. Because to watch Cole Anthony, Jalen Green, Juan Toscano Anderson, I mean, they tried the same dunks. Every time. Every time. Like 20 times yeah. a piece. They need to either limit what is an attempt. Because I feel like if you get up, you get off your feet, you go to dunk it, that should be an attempt. Yeah. And, but they say it has to hit the rim or you have to grab the rim. No. An attempt is when you get off your feet. Secondly, you could put, they used to have a timer where yeah. you have as many attempts as you want, but you have like, I think it was five minutes. Yeah. Or do it where you get one attempt. Make it harder for them. One attempt. You got to get your best stuff until the final round. Until the final round, make it three attempts. Because final rounds, well, you kind of need it. Yeah. I mean, Obi was really the only one that didn't use a lot of attempts. Yeah. I think he but, I mean, he was, he was also the best 
dunker in this. I mean, yeah. Cole Anthony could he could barely get up. He's got a little bit of hops, but he's not really fancy. Yeah. Jalen Green was very disappointing, just like his play on the court this year. And Juan Toscano Anderson, I like Juan, but just didn't. We're, we're just going to move on from that. It was. It is the worst thing I've ever seen. They need to do something. Or maybe put it in the middle and have the three point contest in because I would rather watch the three point contest now than the dunk contest. Ever since the 2016 dunk contest, and it was Levine and. Damn, going. Yeah. Ever since then, it's just been terrible. We just need guys that actually. Like, big-name guys. Like, we've never seen LeBron in it. Of course, LeBron's probably not going to do it now. He's old. Yeah. But, I mean, he could he could have won this. Yeah. Freaking Dominique Wilkins, when he was sitting there scoring these, he could have came out. Probably did a windmill bet on them. And he would have won. Yeah. I mean, it, it was sad. Honestly, you put me on a nine-foot whim, I could probably do better on these guys. It was, it was embarrassing. But we need guys like Ja, Zion, when he's not healthy. Yeah. And that's all we're going to say about Zion. Other guys, Miles Westbrook. Bridges. Westbrook, he's a flashy dunker. Miles Bridges, yeah. one of the best dunkers in the league. I mean, some of these guys just need to they just need to do the dunk contest. Moving on, Chris Paul, out six to eight weeks with a broken thumb. He did enter the game yeah. for Team Durant. And this is, this is going to be tough for the Suns. Yeah. Because the season's only six weeks. The rest of this regular season is only six weeks. So if he's out for them six weeks, I could see them falling in the standings because the Warriors have been red hot. Yeah. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see the Suns. It's going to be interesting to see Chris Paul whenever he comes back because he's hurt this thumb multiple times in his career. And he's not getting any younger. No. So it's going to be interesting to see him, how he comes back in the playoffs. Of course, they're going to make the playoffs. I hope they don't fall off that bad. They shouldn't. But I'm pretty sure they can lose every game from the on out and still make it. Yeah. Second half standings predictions. Do you have uh, – I'll say my predictions. Who is your Who's your prediction for the West? To win the West at all the teams? Probably the Suns still. I'm going to go with the Warriors. East. I know the East is – in the West, you have basically the Warrior Suns. The East is very interesting. You have the Heat, the Bulls. The Nets could still come up. Yeah. I mean, when Ben Simmons comes back, and Kyrie could be able to play in home games now with uh, New York changing their vaccine mandate. The 76ers. Yeah. We haven't seen them with Harden yet. There's there's a lot of good teams. The Nobody talks about them but the Bucks. Yeah. I mean, they're the defending champions, and nobody talks about them. Giannis is having an MVP year. I mean, they're all fifth in the East. Now. And nobody talks about them still, though. Yeah. Who would you pick? I could see the Heat, but I think the 76ers. If Joel keeps playing like he is, if Harden comes out and plays like he can. As long as he's not hurt yeah. anymore or somewhat hurt, whatever his definition of hurt is. Yeah. I think the Sixers can pull it out. I can also see the Bulls right behind them too. I'm gonna say the I'm gonna say the Bucks. I think the Bucks are gonna have a big second half. A lot of guys haven't been healthy. Brooke Lopez hasn't been healthy. Drew Holiday's missed some time. Middleton's missed some time. If all these guys come back healthy, the only thing that's holding them back, I didn't like them getting rid of Dante Divincenzo. Yeah. But I feel Giannis is he'd be my MVP right now. I know Embiid is just unbelievable, but Giannis is in my opinion, better this season. But I could see them. I could also see the Bulls being second. I mean, their team doesn't have a lot of experience yeah. in the playoffs especially. But So for them to get a high seed is important for them yeah. to play on their home court. Honestly, I don't see the Nets. I could see the Nets barely sneaking in 
Honestly. I can see him with a six or seven seed. Other than that, who would? What about plans? Playing game. Teams outside right now. So in the West, you have and Timberwolves right now are the seventh seed, I believe. So the plan is the ninth and tenth seed. In each well, conference? it's eight, nine, and ten because nine and ten play. Okay, and, they, and then whoever that wins that eight. game plays the eight, which I don't really like because if you're the eighth seed and you've worked your butt off, I think if the eighth seed, you should stay in. But I don't know. I do. I do like actually having the plan because that makes teams not want to tank. I mean, you still have teams tanking yeah. like the. I mean, I guess you can say the Pistons are tanking, or the Pistons are just that trash. The Magic, I mean, they're trash. Yeah. So right now in the West. 8, 9, and 10 is the Clippers, Lakers, and Portland. The Spurs are two games out, along with the Pelicans, and then the Kings. I don't see Oklahoma City or Houston making it. No. So for 8, 9, and 10, who do you have in the list? With AD being out now for the Lakers, I could see them dropping pretty far back. I could see the Trailblazers staying up there in the playoff, maybe, in the play-in. Maybe San Antonio. thing is, the, the rest, it's not really that strong in the bottom half. I can I can see the Timberwolves staying in out of the play-in. They can probably get the East, the seventh seed, maybe even the sixth seed. I don't know. I feel like Denver is gonna they're the sixth seed right now. They're gonna play better. My opinion, I would say the Timberwolves are gonna be in. I can keep them in the seventh seed. The eight seed, I I think the Lakers will move up to the eight seed. Nine is going to be New Orleans. I believe the Pelicans with CJ. Yes, well, Leapfrog Portland will not make it. I'm going to say the Clippers will be the 10th seed. The Clippers, they have a lot of guys hurt. Of course, Paul George, Kawhi, they're out for the year. I see them barely making it. I'd love to see the Spurs make it. I'd also love to not see the Spurs make it because we're tanking. A scary team right now is the Kings. I could see the Kings moving up to possibly the 8th seed. I mean, they're only about eight games back out of the six and a half games back out of the 8th seed. If they go on a run, they could easily move up into that top 10. Yeah. The East, 8, 9, and 10 right now is Brooklyn, Charlotte, and Atlanta. Toronto's the seventh seed. The East is just, I mean, just think. The West, you have from 1 to 10, 23 and a half games. No. 23 and a half games. East, 1 to 10 is 9 and a half. The East, from 1 to 15, to 15 is 25 and a half. Yeah. That's all their whole conference is almost as close as one to ten in yeah. the West. So that's just unbelievable. My predictions for the East. I have Brooklyn moving up to I'm gonna say the sixth seed. I have Boston the seventh seed. Boo! Charlotte's been struggling. I feel like they'll turn it around. Lamelo just had a pretty good all-star week. He can turn it around. I believe Charlotte will get the eight seed. Man, this is tough. I'm going to say Toronto will make it 9. I see Atlanta staying 10. The Wizards have just been disappointed. Of course, Bradley Beal's out for the rest of the year. Yeah. So they really don't have – the only guy they have right now is Kristaps, and he'll probably end up getting hurt. I love Kristaps, but, I mean, he's injury prone. <clears throat> the Knicks have just been terrible. Yeah. The From last year to this year, the Knicks are the most disappointing team, in my opinion. I mean, they people were saying they could win the championship last year. <laughs> and now they're the 12th seed behind the Wizards. Yes. It's just, I'm surprised they didn't make moves at the deadline. <laughs> yeah. What about your 7 through 10? I can see the Nets going up to 7 with Kyrie possibly being able to come back for the whole rest of the year. I can see the Raptors and the Celtics staying. I could possibly see the Celtics moving up. Yeah, like, eh, maybe. 
because they have been hot. They was hot. Yeah, but you got to think the last game for the All-Star break when they won nine straight, yeah. they then lost to the Pistons, who are a solid 13-45. and 45 Yeah, but those happen. Okay. Hornets, yeah. I think they can... I think the Hawks are going to pass them up to the 8th seed. And then I can see if the Knicks get their heads out of the butt, they can make it to the 10th seed. And I'm going to say it. They will make it to the 10th seed. I think they will. I think Julius will get a kick in the balls from his kid. He'll be like, yo, play better, Pops. And then they're going to play better, okay? It's not just about him. The whole team. RJ's been playing good. Yeah. Other than that, nobody else has. really has. Yeah. Maybe the Pacers sneak up. With Tyrese? I feel like the Pacers are trying to tank. Possibly. I mean, they got... They have a lot of young talent. If they don't tank, I could see them possibly moving up into the top 11. And, of course, Detroit and Orlando, I mean, they're not making it. They're just they're not even existent. I said the Pistons were going to make the playoffs this year. You was way Man, off. Man, I was wrong. I, I thought they'd be better. I mean, Cade's been playing better. Yeah. Cade at All-Star Weekend was great. I, I wasn't a big fan of Cade coming out. I love watching him play. He's a, he's a great player. player. He's a great player. He's going to be a great player. He needs a lot of work. Moving on to, of course, 75th anniversary of the NBA. ESPN named their top 75 players ever, technically 76. But the top 10 for them, number one, Jordan. Number two, LeBron. Number three, Kareem. Four, Magic. Five, Wilt. Six, Bill Russell. Seven, Larry Bird. Eight, Timmy D. Nine, the big O, Oscar Robertson. Ten, R.I.P. Kobe. Eleven, Shaq. Of course, twelve was KD, and Curry is sixteenth. I'm gonna let you go first because I'm gonna change a lot of this top <laughs> ten. There's gonna be guys outside of the top ten that I move into the top ten. A lot of guys in the top ten that I move around. But for you, how about we just go in order? How about we go in order? One, number one. I know both of us are gonna say LeBron. LeBron. Number two, Kareem. I agree, Kareem. Number three, Joel. Jordan. Four. Probably Magic. I'm going to keep Magic. Five. Tim Duncan. Wow. You're actually going to agree with me. Tim Duncan is a top five player ever. I will move him above Will. Number six. Will. I'm going to go Bill Russell. Bill Russell, they played in the same era. I know Will was just unbelievable. Speed boosting down the court. I mean, the dude averaged <laughs> 50 points in a season. Yeah. I mean, that's unbelievable, but he had no no. There was no defense being played. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's was, hard to play defense when everyone else is freaking five foot eleven white yeah. guys, and he's a six seven. But I, I'm gonna give Bill Russell. They played in the same era. I'm gonna go just Wilt's a better talent on the but court. But Bill has the championships to show for it. Bill has eleven championships to Wilt's two. two. Yeah. So I'm gonna put Bill over him. I put Wilt what, under him at seven. Yeah. Who's your seven? Larry. Larry Legend. You're gonna put Larry over Bill Russell? No. After him. So, so it'd, be Bill, it'd be Bill and then Larry. Okay. So your eight is Larry. Yes. My eight is Kobe. My nine's Kobe. My nine would be Bird. Tim, this is tough. Shaq. It's, it's so hard with all these guys. I mean, Oscar, I would say Oscar, Oscar Robertson changed the game. He's the most underrated point guard of all time, but he's not top 10. There's, he's the top 15. There's also guys outside that you could put in the top 10. KD, no. if he stayed healthy. Top 15. If he stayed healthy over his career, oh, I'd put him top 10. Easy top 10. But the thing with KD is championships don't matter, in my opinion. I mean, the, to move from the Thunder and to go to the Warriors after you just lost and join them and win two championships, that's just it's a dick move, to be honest. And in my opinion, he's a zero-time champion, in my opinion. I like KD. He's 
going to go down as the best scorer ever, but KD's not top 10. I wouldn't even keep him 12. I'd move him to 13 or 14. Curry should be top 15. Yeah. In my opinion. Mike 10, though, I'm going to agree with you, Shaq. Yeah. I mean, Shaq was, he was unguardable. Number 11 for me is Oscar. He's wide yeah. outside that top 10. Yeah. 12, I'm going to move Curry. I'm going to move Curry up. He's the best shooter ever. I know I usually don't say that. Usually I say Clay, but after the All-Star Week, Curry's. He just kind of. Yeah, I move Curry to 12. KD would be 13. Yeah. But it, it's so tough with these lists, though. Yeah, there's so many I great mean, players. I mean, you could see, if you looked at the whole top 50, the whole top 75, there's some guys that I would put in the top 75 that they did. Yeah. Like Dave Bing. I mean, Dave Bing was good. He's not a top 75 I haven't watched some of those guys in the top 75. Yeah. But kudos to ESPN, I guess. For I, this, list. this is better than the baseball list. I can tell you that right well, now. That didn't take much. So. That had me fired up. Moving on to the Olympics. The Olympics are over. Yay. Norway won the Olympics. 37 medals, 16 golds. Russia finished second with 32 medals, 6 golds. The good old US of A ended up fourth with 25 medals, 8 golds. Kind of disappointing for the US. Actually, not kind of. It's very disappointing. <laughs> very disappointing. I expected Russia to win the Olympics, honestly. Yeah. Not Norway. When I look at other countries, Norway doesn't even crack my like top 20 of countries that I even recognize. So, I mean, no offense to Norway. I mean, kudos to you guys. I mean, 37 medals, 16 golds, which is a record in the Winter Olympics. It's impressive. Of course, PGA this week, Genesis Open. Joaquin Neiman got the win. Went wire to wire. Was The dude set the record at the Genesis Open in the first two rounds by shooting a 63 in both rounds. At this course, this is one of the hardest courses they play. It's unbelievable. Of course, this week, move on to the Honda Classic. A few weeks away, Arnold Palmer Invitational. And, I believe, three or four weeks away, end of March, my favorite, the players at TPC Sawgrass. So I'm pumped for that. Also pumped for the Arnold Arnold Palmer Invitational. So I'm just pumped for golf every week. It just I've been watching a lot of golf on the weekends before work because it's like it, it makes me sad though because I love golfing and of course Illinois weather right now. One day it's <laughs> 60 degrees and today we're supposed to get snow and sleep. So and it's been too wet to golf. Who knows when I'll be able to golf next? Never. I mean, if this Illinois change your weather, please. Mother Nature, do something so I can golf. <laughs> the only thing I can watch is PGA, and then it's like I want to play golf. Austin Cedric won the Daytona 500. First career win for him in a sixth start with Team Penske. I didn't watch it. I don't watch a I lot did. of it. I watched the first 50-some-odd laps, then I had to go to work. It was great. Harrison Burton getting flipped upside down. Them cars are not that safe. No. I mean, that... You can't even push. You no. can't even jazz no. off someone hardly. And... The first two cautions were because a wheel fell off. Yeah. How does a wheel fall off when you have one lug nut? Like, come on, NASCAR. Have you ever seen a wheel fall off with five lug nuts on it? Yes. Go to Tri-City. There was one that went all the way around the track and went and, and exited. It exited off the track. <laughs> I was in, I was more excited watching that tile in the races. Because you know what kind of call it was? A hornet. The, the tile was going faster than the hornet was. <laughs> but... NASCAR needs to do something with the safety because these you, cars ain't safe. You can't have tires getting thrown off, just being just falling off. Because what if you go in the corner at your white front? Yeah, you're going in the freaking wall, going 150. Also, when Harrison Burton flipped 
He that could, whole top caved in yeah. a lot, a lot more. And it wasn't that hard of an impact. Yeah. Just think, if it would have – if you watched the leg of slow-mo, it could have caught the two wheels on his right yeah. side, and it could have flipped another five, yeah. six times. And, but it didn't. And honestly, I'd say he's lucky that it didn't because that whole top caved in I don't, a I don't, lot more than any – any NASCAR I've seen, besides like when they were first and it made, was, it's it was a stop. You wreck and you die. Yeah, but well, I don't know how the halos. I mean, if you don't know what a halo is, it's the it's not the angel thing. Okay, it's not what that is. It's the top of the cage. It's what protects the hood from caving in. We every race car has a halo. Um, so it's those halos are supposed to be one of the strongest things on a car, but they don't. They're not supposed to cave in like that. Now, we had a call like that when my dad flipped one, the halo did cave. But it didn't cave as much as Halo's Bones. But then again, why not go on 180 miles per hour? Well, I thought it was also interesting that when these guys hit a wall or hit, like when William Byron spun down to the inside, used to, you'd see that whole back end lift up. It didn't move. It didn't. Which I like that. I kind of like it. I kind of don't because when you have that, most of the energy is going to the back end to lift it up. Now, it now just, the energy is going to the driver yeah. up against the steering wheel and, and his legs. But That's how Kyle Busch broke his leg. Legs up. Yeah, he broke both. But when they get spun out in front of a car, I notice this a lot. When they get hit by another car getting spun out, they, get, they lift up easily. Oh, yeah. They're light. They're too light. And did you see the bottom of his and Bones call? It's yeah. carbon fiber. There's yeah. nothing under it. It's completely it. covered. I don't I think that's gonna be a problem. Because, because there's used no to, air under it. Used to you be able to see like everything. You can see the exhaust, you can see the bottom of the chassis. Now it's one giant carbon fiber skid plate, which it does help with the wind, but it makes it lift up easier. Because there's nothing it's it's just flat. But I I know going into the season, that was a lot of drivers' issues with this car was that they didn't think they were that safe. Not. And I think we've shown this. They got to change something. They might not change it until someone dies, and that's going to be the thing. That's the thing about racing. We don't change stuff until somebody dies. I mean, as long as they, the next few weeks isn't, I mean, next week, they're at Fontana for the first time in two years. That's a pretty high-speed track. Yeah. But if, if we keep seeing this type of wreckage. Yeah. They, they're going to have to change it by at least Talladega. If, if, if that happened at Talladega, someone would die. Yes. Because Talladega, you'll get in a lot of speed. And, of course, for the Xfinity race, Austin Hill won. And on that last lap, Maya Snyder ended up in the catch fence. Is that what happened? I saw a picture of a catch fence. Yeah. He just got spun right. Went up, lifted up. Boom. Right into the catch fence. Motor was no longer attached. The whole front end so was gone. So Austin Dillon thing. It was – there was no car left. Was like Austin Dillon's that day? No, time. it wasn't that bad. Okay, Austin Dillon should have died that day. Why Newman should have died if that call? Oh, if this car would have happened with Ryan, Newman, Ryan Newman dead. would be dead. You probably don't know who any of these people are. <laughs> but NASCAR needs to do something with safety. Best race of the weekend was Truck Series. Haley Deegan and Fonch, she got in a big way. Yeah, she can't. For her. She can't have any luck. She has no luck. Is there any other sports you'd like to talk about? I did look up tennis this week. There was no tennis news. I looked up a lot of news this week. Just not a lot of sports going on right now. Yeah. I mean, hockey's going on. I'm not a big hockey fan like I used to be. Other than that, do you have any sports? College baseball is on, baby. Yeah, I, I did see that. I know. I, I went to SIUE yesterday. Actually, I went to work yesterday. Not SIUE. But SIUE was having a game. So it's great to see at least – 
Some, some baseball is being played. I guess we didn't talk about this. MLB, they've met the last two days, actually in person. Monday they met for like three or four hours, and apparently they're farther apart than they were. So, wait, look, we might not have baseball. No, we're not going to have baseball unless Rob Manfred pulls something out of his butt and figures something out. Hey, you know that means? He's too stupid. That means more minor league baseball is going to get shown on TV, which I'm excited for. Possibly they should minor league. I don't know how many of you guys watch college baseball. It's kind of fun. You get to see the next players for the next Bowman draft. <laughs> Who's the best team? I don't. It's like one day in. They're like, not for like a weekend. Yeah, I don't know who the best team is. They can pay attention. I didn't even see who was number one. Okay, you were right. You were right. The lockout will not prevent minor league affiliates from playing its scheduled year. So maybe they will show minor leagues. This will be good for me since I have to rely on you for minor <laughs> league advice with cards and everything. But Rob Manfred, do something. We need baseball. The world needs baseball. ML- I need baseball. MLB needs baseball. I need baseball. You don't want to see me without baseball. Do you want to see me without baseball, Nate? No, I don't. <laughs> so, thank you guys for listening. And of course, re-listen to all of our other episodes. And when sports are on, which they will be until baseball season comes around, we'll still be here. Thank you for listening. Peace, everybody. Have a great week.